0: This is Good Better Broker, a podcast
1: from UWM.
0: When you're selling the same service, how do you set yourself apart? In this episode of Good Better Broker, we sit down with Andrew Cady, a longtime retail LO who recently switched to the Broker channel. A lot has changed for Andrew since making the move to wholesale, but one thing remains a constant his obsession with maintaining a brand that brings in business. Episode 41 of Good Better Broker is coming up.
1: This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind.
0: Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Andrew Cady. He is a team leader and mortgage loan originator with U Mortgage, based in Florida. Andrew, welcome. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you here in studio with us and in the Broker channel. Uh, it was January 2nd, 2023 that you officially made the switch from retail to broker. And that was after eight years on the retail side. So as we get going here, <laughs> yes. I, I got to just ask you, how's it been so far?
1: It's been amazing, you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fear and a lot of just stuff that's put out there. I'm not going to say who it's put out there by per se, but there's just a lot of there's a lot of garbage that's put out there about the broker's side of the business that's just entirely proved out to be false. like I, I came over, and really for the first forty five days, which has been you know 70 some now, but first forty five days, I kept waiting for that moment that would hit me like crap. I wish I would have known about this before I made the decision. And that, that moment just never came. It's just been one success after the next.
0: Well, that is great to hear. Um, and you are a big guy on brand, uh, I am and building a brand and, and, in your, your previous, uh, role in retail, you had a, a very, uh, established brand, uh, so big, in fact, in and, and, and the name of your brand, I'll give it away. It was Epic. Yes. Um, that that that's on your license plate.
1: <clears throat> it is. It's the license plate on my Jeep. <laughs> it really is. Yes. So the, the Epic Mortgage team,
0: uh, just to show you that that an, how much Andrew believes in this. So as a mortgage loan originator, when people ask you this, you know, how do you describe you know what your
1: brand is? So a brand is something that has to, it has to drive home the point of what you do. You know, the word Epic just to me has always superseded everything. And so I kind of, when I got right, right after I got into the business, 2015 is when I got licensed, I just started calling myself the Epic Mortgage Guy. I was nowhere near Epic. I didn't, I, I was really poor in my skills at what I was doing, but a name like that just began to catch on. And I, I kind of saw the light light switch turn on in 2016 when I showed up at a networking event and this really predominant real estate agent that I've wanted to work with walks up to me and says you're the epic mortgage guy. And like, this lady has no idea what my name is, but she knows my tagline. And I was like, at that moment, it was like all in license plates, hats, branding, websites, everything. And we just rolled it.
0: So it didn't matter that she didn't know what your name is. It only mattered that she knows what your brand name is.
1: Right. Because I am the brand. Like, like the the brand is what we do. It's how we do it. It's everything we do. So I don't care if they know my name or not. But if they hear the word the name Epic Mortgage Team, it shouldn't matter the loan originator that is carrying that that brand. The brand is going to supersede it all.
0: How would you say that that brand uh, has evolved over the years from that time when you had that exchange with that with that real estate agent uh, up until now?
1: Well, I you know was always the Epic Mortgage guy, and then I I realized midway through or late in 2020 that I couldn't be the Epic mortgage guy anymore. Like I was just simply too busy. I think it was March or April of 2020. I closed 56 loans in a month and I realized I needed to build, build a team. And so I just began to transition it from Epic mortgage guy to Epic mortgage team. And it was really a smooth transition. And the brand has, has really remained strong and we build it on reputation. You know, we're, we're all about providing that service. So the brand is never damaged, but It's extremely easy to recruit loan officers because of the branding I've put out there. People want to be a part of the brand that I've put together.
0: We're going to talk more about the recruiting aspect in just a moment, but I want to just zoom out for a moment and ask you big picture, you know, the importance in this business of making clients, prospective clients as well, and referral partners
1: simply remember you. It's everything. It's everything. There was... Early on in my career, I I remember this phone call. I remember it vividly. This guy called me and it was like a year and a half after I closed one of my first transactions. And he called me and he said, hey, um, are, are you still in the mortgage business? And I thought, man, I have failed everything. Like I have failed everything. If a past client has to reach out to me because I haven't reached out to him because he wants to know if I'm still in the industry. And so, you know, having that memorable experience, having something that is lasting in memory, it simply keeps you top of mind. It's all Toma, it's all top of mind awareness for referral partners, for past clients, and delivering them Epic branded swag, delivering them Epic birthday n- announcements. Like we get cheesy with it, man. Like like we, like literally everything is about Epic and it's as cheesy and as corny as can be, but it works. And it works every time, you just top of mind awareness. I know
0: you have a background as an entrepreneur, and I also know that some of our listeners are sitting there thinking to themselves, okay, how do I do this? Where do I start as far as coming up with my own strategy for building a brand like Andrew did? What is your advice for them?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. You know, it, it's something that I guess maybe it comes naturally to me. There's advertising companies out there. There's There's people you can hire to create a brand. If you're hitting that stone wall, seek help on it. I mean, we're in a society where there's people that are willing for a price to do about anything. There are brand strategists that can help you come up with a brand if you're hitting that stone wall on it. But I would make sure that your brand has an impactful meaning behind it. Something that carries the name mortgage in it or home loans in it. So people instantly know what you do. Like I could have done, you know, the Epic Home Team. Am I providing home inspections? Do I do insurance? Keep it mortgage, keep it home loan related, but have a word that that drives home what you want to be in the industry. I wanted to be epic. I wanted to be above and beyond what my competition was.
0: All right, there's more to it than just the name, though, and and that leads me to my next question uh, about the pillars of your company. There are three of them, so tell our listeners about those pillars and how they influence the
1: brand. Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll start with a brief backstory on the first pillar. Uh, so when I got into the industry. I came from a totally different industry. I was self-employed working at a photography company that my brothers and I own. And I went to the mortgage industry. I had no connections, no real estate referral partners, nobody. And so what I did is I put a suit and tie on every Saturday, every Sunday for six months. And I went to 12 open houses every Saturday, every Sunday for six months and just met real estate agents. And I would ask every real estate agent one question I'm new in the industry. What is the number one problem you have with dealing with mortgage lenders? Nine out of 10 was communication. And so pillar number one was built. Pillar number one for me is communication. It's the biggest lacking thing in our industry. People think they communicate well, but they communicate horribly. They may communicate with their buyer well, maybe even their buyer's agent, but they don't communicate with the listing agent well. There's a lot of downfalls in that. So communication, the second is speed because speed wins this game. And the third pillar is education. And education to me is probably one of the biggest lacking pieces. If you want someone to give you something of value, a client, a referral, what are you doing to earn that value? Like, what are you doing to actually earn it? Because I don't get business. I earn business. I'm a big believer that we don't get business in this industry. We earn it. And so my third pillar is all built on education. Educating, whether it's home buyer seminars for the buyers, but more than anything, towards the real estate agents. I'm focusing on lunch and learns, teaching them about two one buy downs. I dove really, really deep into housing market analytics and explaining housing market in layman's terms to people. So, communication, speed, and education is what the whole thing's built on.
0: See, I, I love the fact that you said you earn business, and, and going back to the first thing you said in that answer. You asked a bunch of real estate agents, you know, about their pain points and look at what it did for you. Simply by asking them a question about themselves, it helped you establish one of the pillars that is still essential to your business today.
1: Yeah. And it's a matter of going in with, with humility, honestly, like so many people will walk into an open house and all they do is talk about themselves. You know, I can do this and I can close this fast and I can, and you don't think that real estate agents heard that before. They're like, peace out. But when you go in and you are inquisitive about their frustrations, hey, I'm new in the industry. I don't want to fall into the pitfalls that you have seen in this industry. Tell me what's your biggest frustration. And I'm like, perfect. That's one thing you'll never see out of me. And so, you know, go in with humility, ask them about their pain points. And then if you find a big pain point, if nine out of 10 realtors are saying it's a pain point, if you can solve that pain point, you got a ton of business coming your way.
0: All right, your brand... Is obviously a big part of what people see on social media. Yes. Um, and, and that is such a big part of the business today. And certainly that influences your approach to social media. How do you describe uh, the way you go at branding yourself and putting yourself out there on social?
1: Oh, man. I could talk for two hours on this topic. <laughs> so, social media is, people don't get it, they don't stay consistent with it. Uh, consistency is the key. You know, I, I was posting multiple times a day. Facebook is my platform. I I post some on Instagram, but you don't have to post on every platform. Find your platform that works and run with it. Facebook's my platform. I was posting multiple times a day with super low engagement for years. Years of just continually posting, continually posting, continually posting. And eventually it took off. And it really took off when I went to the education side. Because I think, especially in trying times like we're in today, when you get into a time where people are unre- uneasy and they're unsettled in the business and they, they're fearful of what's coming next, if you can provide layman's term education of where things are going. So for me, social media is is, is the game. It's how I've built my business. Like, you know, the pillars are important. You have to have the foundation. But to this day, like I'm consistently on Facebook getting a quarter million impressions a month on my personal Facebook page, all from just content posting
0: and you told me when we spoke previously that of your eight thousand plus followers on Facebook, most of them are real estate agents,
1: yeah, I haven't like fine toothed gone through the list, but I would say plus ninety plus percent would be real estate agents that follow me
0: I mean that's incredible how How have you gotten to that point?
1: slow and methodical. Uh, so when I got into the business, I started adding real estate agents as friends on Facebook. Well, f- when you start off, you got no mutual friends, you add 20 and one's going to add you back. So for the first several years I was in the business, I would methodically at 9am, it was a calendar appointment on my calendar, five days a week, go to Facebook and I would add 20 real estate agents as friends and I'd get a couple that would add me back. And after a couple of years of doing that, Guess what? When you're adding someone as a friend, now you've got 200 mutual friends. Now you've got 300, 500, 600 mutual friends. So now when you add 20, you're going to get 18 of those 20 that accept it. So it's super discouraging at the beginning because there's no mutual connections. But the more you do it, the more it grows. And then what are you doing for them? Like that goes right back into it. Add them as a friend. And then you invite them to like your Facebook business page. Like, God, please stop. No, I'm a big Gary Vee fan. Massive Gary Feeve, I'll plug him here. The guy's amazing. I heard a podcast early on in my career where he was talking about giving 51% in value and expecting 49% return because you want everyone that bumps into you to feel like they owe you just a little bit. And that's how I've done it, is I'm gonna add you as a friend on Facebook, but I'm gonna pour information back to you.
0: All right, so you're adding value to your people on social media. You are now, even though it's only been a few months for you since you have been
1: a mortgage broker, you're adding LOs to your team. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, you know, it's, it's tough on the retail side. I, I really tried to grow my team hard. Like we, we pushed hard at it and it was tough because we'd get great connections with great loan officers that wanted to make the move. But when it came down to pricing, that was kind of the end of the conversation. And for once I'm in a situation where that's not the end of the conversation. And so, yeah, I, uh, I only got three of my loan officers to move over from the retail side with me. Um, So started off with three. uh, As of today, I have eight. I have five more onboarding and we'll be sending out another offer letter tomorrow. And then I'm interviewing two more next week. So we're growing fast.
0: So here's the question. As you're bringing these LOs on, how do you approach coaching them on building their brand?
1: So their brand is essentially going to be a subsidiary of my brand. Um, you know, I am giving them the Epic brand and I'm helping them build that in their markets because we're expanding to multiple markets. Uh, we've got a market leader now in Orlando, Florida. We've got a market leader in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We're putting a market leader in, in about two weeks, just signed offer letter in Jacksonville, Florida. And so they're going to help build the Epic brand. So it's not necessarily helping them build their brand. They're tapping into an established brand that has a phenomenal reputation And what we're going to do is we're going to build out a recording studio. We're going to build out a video studio. We're going to allow them to come in and really start to do what I've done on their social medias using the Epic brand.
0: Fascinating. And it's smart too, right? Just plug and play. Why try to recreate something that you don't need to create? Yeah, if the brand's
1: already there and it has a phenomenal reputation, let's grow it. Let's get it to 100 loan officers. Let's, Let's play some games.
0: You said that your, uh, your social media campaigns are, are directed at real estate agents. Very much. When, when you're coming up with these campaigns, what kinds of things are you, are you putting together to, to attract those agents?
1: You know, for me, I'll say this. In the last 30 days, it's shifted a bit to loan officers and real estate agents because I was never marketing the loan officers before. Now I'm pumping that up as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm very much geared towards real estate agents. And I think it's honestly a business model choice. Uh, some people are direct to consumer, and there's nothing wrong with that with that channel of business. I've just never been set up that way. I am not structured to do a six month nurture on a Facebook lead for someone that wants to buy a home six months from now, I'm not set up for that. And so for me, I am very much set up, I can team up with this real estate agent, they send me a referral that's going to buy in a month, and we can rock it out. So. I think it's just a different model of of business, but yeah, so I target very much the real estate agent market. The majority of my followers and friends on Facebook are real estate agents, and so I'm offering them information and insights, mostly into housing market data. Uh, Barry Habib has been an absolute godsend. Him and I have become friends over the years and the amount of content that he puts out on a daily basis that I can break down the layman's terms for realtors. Just like I, just today, I, I saw the MBS highway morning update, big long morning update, but right at the bottom, it said that 63% of homes in America have a mortgage, but 37% of homes in America are owned free and clear. And it's immediately sparked a conversation I had with a real estate agent. I was doing a presentation earlier this week, earlier this week. And they said, you know, that our biggest challenge coming into 2023 is to be able to get sellers to sell their home when they have a low interest rate. So I immediately sitting in there this morning, whipped up a quick video. Hey realtors, did you know 37% of potential home sellers don't even have a mortgage? So that stigma in your mind that they have to get rid of their low interest rate is really just a stigma in your mind. Go out, sell homes. And it's a matter of just providing them relief from the stress that is a lot self-inflicted just from fear and anxiety. So I'm just throwing a lot of data, a lot of content out there all the time.
0: Your brand is one thing, and then there's also reputation. Uh, I'm wondering how you kind of delineate between the two as, as far as, you know, the brand that you have established, and obviously you worked hard to to get that built up, and then your reputation to, to both your, your real estate partners And your clients, because as you know, in this business, you're only as good as the last deal that you did.
1: Yeah. You can do 50 in a row. Perfect. And you mess one up and it's all over. And honestly, that's part of the game. You know, you're never going to bat a thousand. There's always going to be problems. I spend my days focusing on what I can control, not what I can't. And I think that's what it comes down to. I could wake up in the morning and we have a finite amount of energy in our bodies. Like, like we have our energy level for a day is not limitless. Maybe Matt's is, you know, maybe certain people have limitless energy, but the majority of us have a finite amount of energy. And if we wake up in the morning and we spend the first three hours of our day stressed out, filled with anxiety, frustrated over the markets that we cannot control no matter what, how much energy do we just waste that we could have thrown at things we can control. And so for me, it's all about controlling the, what we can control, keeping positive in a, in a really tough market keeping positivity on it. And yes, it's, you're only as good as your last deal. And I've been blessed, you know, even in the retail channel, I worked for a wonderful lender. We had very good speed, very good underwriting. And so, yes, we lost a lot of referral partners over the last, in 2022, due to us being priced out of the market in a lot of areas. But you have to control what you can control and don't waste your energy on the things you can't control.
0: He is Andrew Cady with U Mortgage, and uh, we know that there are epic things ahead for you uh, in the broker channel, Andrew. So uh, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us. Really
1: appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.